And now, detailing success in PNS Double Black present the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs. Hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both Detailing Success and the Detail Mafia, Rennie Doyle. What's up, guys? What's up? Look at this, look at this crew. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Awesome. Good. Right. Yeah. Opti- optimistic, I think. Yeah. That's the word of the day, right? Damn. Took, took my like shot right of horse there. adrenaline. I'm good to go. <laughs> horse adrenaline? God, yes. I think that's what I went to bed with last night because, man, I just I just could not sleep. I think it was because I was so excited to see you gentlemen. There you go. That's oh. what we'll go with. So, I thought maybe because you were thinking of uh, Santa Claus back there. I am. There's Santa Claus. You see him? I put him back up. He's been up. Surprised he's still standing. Yeah, I won't let Diane in. You guys, there's a story behind that. Diane does not like Christmas blow-ups. You know, <laughs> she hates them. But um, we, uh, Chris brought me this one. So she actually went out one year, and the kids and I put a whole bunch out in the yard, kind of as a joke, and she went out and slashed them all. Whoa. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. Yeah, so it, she does not like them. So I don't know what her hangup is. But if you guys ever want to get her a gift, last night we went to a, a local search and rescue a gift giving party, and somebody gave her a, a, a Christmas <laughs> blow up decoration. So yeah, it's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, once people find out stuff like that, you're screwed because that's what you'll get from everyone for the oh, rest yeah. of your life. Well, yeah. if anybody if anybody needs a shipping address for the Doyles, hit me up privately. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, and the bigger the better, man. She likes to you know. You know, we, we, Darren and I said one day she's going to come home. We're just going to have like 42 different freaking Easter, Christmas, you know, oh, there you go. Halloween, everything up in the yard. And just, I'm afraid she'd take her gun out, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, you know, it, yeah, she doesn't like it. So, hey, what a, what a, uh, man, we just had, we just had something really cool down here. Um, it, uh, too bad Kevin and Chris. You, you, you weren't a little closer. We had a Christmas party uh, with detailers. We had nearly, what, what, 180, they said? Wow. Right around there. Holy moly. Yeah, so it was really, started out the first year, I think we had like 27, you know, and we've just, and it's really cool because the industry comes together and supports it, you know, and Southern California is a big market. And we, we just, it was great to see the families out, you know, and we're going to, I think that's why we brought you in yesterday. I was talking and we were just kind of, kind of do a kind of a, a rollover for you know what went on this year and i was like nah you know and then chris came up with this idea he watched something and then we grew it in. i said you know what hey let's invite some friends well where are they yeah yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so so you know we just want to take and uh and thank you guys for coming in and let's jump into this and then uh chris we're gonna have some uh you saw my notes in there we'll we'll do some shout outs at some point yeah Uh, hey i'm uh I'm going to be here, but I'm going to hide myself from the video just so you guys are a little bigger. Sounds good. All right. Good. Well, so, hey, let's let's talk about this, you know, is way. is you guys go ahead and introduce yourself before we start. Yeah, just, I'm uh, I'm Chris and obviously it's Kevin. Um, I'll let Kevin do his own intro. So we're from Detailers Roadmap and Kevin's got a couple brands as well. He's a part of um, we're just website and seo dumb people you know we do website (laughs) we do websites for detailing and ppf shops and um yeah that's our mo that's it there's nothing really special we might say we're special but we do a little his and theirs and i'm kind of i'm kind of special on the short bus special you are special i got called out i put that up which i'm a special ed kid and i got called out from somebody that does have a, a child with some needs and he kind of jumped on me and I could see it from his perspective, but I shared it from my perspective that, Hey, I, I lived through that, you know, mm-hmm. and it made me, I, I decided to be victorious and not a victim. Yeah. And, and you know, his, his, he's got a whole different outlook because he's got a child with, you know, with, with those, you know, with some conditions. And, um, but it was, it was weird because Chris went to a car show and there was a short bus that was all hot rotted out. And it's, and then it said, I'm special or, you know, Mama says I'm special on the license plate. Mama says I'm and, special. And, uh, you know, but I, 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 yeah, it said something about window li- liquors keep the windows clean or something. There you go. Yeah. There, oh. there you go. Oh. And, and so, you know, I mean, but again, 
I mean, to, to my, you know, I didn't take it down and the guy was cool about it, but I lived through that, man, you know, and, and, um, I want to say were those tough times. Yeah. But it, it, it makes you tough people too. You know, I, I usually look for malice in that sort of thing when there's no malice involved. Um, then we're not making fun of a particular person. Amen. It's, you know, I, I think I've said before with you, it's like stereotypes are there and they don't necessarily mean that we're making fun of an entire group. No, you know, in, in that case, but I can, I mean, I can see how someone would, wouldn't, you know, take, yeah. Take no. yeah. So it, sure. you know, it was the first time that I've ever had to, and I really had to put myself in his shoes and honestly, I can't remember his name and I, I wish I did, but he was real good about it because I, I don't know from his perspective, like how did my mom and grandma feel? You know, mm. I mean, I'm sure they probably would have done the same thing he did, you know, but from my perspective of being the kid, you know, and I'm still, I'm still a window licker. I'm still, you know, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still special ed. I'm still ADD. I'm still dyslexic. None of those things have changed, you know, not a one of them. Yeah. But um, so Kevin, go ahead. Let's introduce you. We'll go. Yeah. I'm Kevin Davis, um, and from Detailers Roadmap, Detailers Helper, and a whole bunch of other things. We've been involved with the Mafia for a long, long time. And uh, like Chris said, we uh, we do interwebby things and SEOE things and, uh, uh, you know, online marketing and that kind of stuff. So happy to be here. This is always a fun time. I had a uh, uh, biohacking podcast this morning oh. that I that I rescheduled to be here oh wow it's, it wow. was it's super important for me to be here and and uh thanks we're for having on. me appreciate that, that sounds like fancy I, we're not fancy i would like to <laughs> point out that the four people on screen i look like the only one who's not biohacking right now <laughs> <laughs> you're bio something dude <laughs> oh, yeah, you just don't see me from here down right now <laughs> They're they're mellowing out my thyroid meds to get me on new shit, man. I just puffed up like a freaking marshmallow. It's uh, it uh, does, dude. Hey, it's a good time of year for that, right? Yeah, no, it's not. I've never felt like this in my whole life. I feel like I'm walking around and I'm trying to grab shit. I feel like I got you know marshmallow in my fingers and you know. So, Oscar, it's your turn. You want to follow? Hey, man, I knew Kevin. I knew Kevin was going to be on here, so I had to make it to the gym before here just so I could be like. <laughs> He's got he's got his he's got his push up bar he showed us earlier. Yeah, right there. So uh, you know, some adjusting. Um, but good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Oscar Hernandez, owner and operator of 805 Detail Shop uh, here in Mature, California, and also the West Coast sales rep for Buff and Shine. There you go. And don't and forget, so Chris. happy to be here. Yeah, thanks guys yeah. for thanks for for having me on. You, you bet. And at just different perspectives. And Chris is naturally on. He's going to be a a part of this because he 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 really he was like, hey, check this out. And so here we are. I'm going to yep. run through this, guys. I'm going to run through it. And Chris, you just uh, step in anytime. You can put sure. your, your mug on the on the screen anytime you want to. Um, you know, 18 months ago, I started warning people, man, change is coming. You know, is that, uh, you know, it's, it's, we have gone through artificially, I think artificially in a lot of ways and have, well, look at how much money we've in debt our country is in, in the world is that it had to end at some point. So about 18 months ago, we started making life changes and um, it, we've continued to make those life changes. But um, for others, you know, right now it could be a, a great opportunity, but for others, they're, they're really it's a challenging time. We're realizing some, some realities right now, but let's, let's look at some facts. The, st the stock market, not so bad. Inflation is, is coming down. Interest rates stop going up. Uh, and, and if you look historically, interest rates on homes weren't isn't that bad even right now. Uh, it's not you know, it's been it's been better. But traditionally, this isn't a bad it's not a bad rate. Uh, housing demands, you know, we don't have a stockpile of houses that could change. You know, it could change really quickly. We'll see what happens. Gas prices are are what they are. If you live outside of California, you know, God bless you. But, um, you know, they're not going up. They're not six bucks a gallon like they were. Um, you know, so, you know, why are we feeling some pain is a lot of us, it, it's just the service industries haven't experienced this normal phase. It's fall. It's November. It's, it's demands on cash is going different directions. Um, things are self-correcting. People haven't experienced that. The right uh, segment of society is fine, uh, but there's a lot of people that are about ready to get uh, their own world uh, kind of corrected. Um, the economy's down, but 
realistically, it's 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 not great, but it's it's not it's not terrible. Um, the only thing that I sounded the alarm and I continue to is I saw spinning habits, especially in the automotive industry. Spinning habits were out of control. These people were just spending ungodly amount of money on 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 stuff that they necessarily didn't need. They wanted, and I think I think that it's going to be a lot of people in trouble. So right now, right now, if you're doing business, you know, smart, this economy, it should be a win-win situation for you. Uh, regardless of what happens, you need to believe that you're gonna you're gonna win anyway. Just go. Don't 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 survive. Don't quit. Just just figure out how to survive it. If it's a tough time, great. If it's not so tough, good. Go get capture market share because for some people, they're just not going to survive it. Uh, the economy is strong enough that you should be able to succeed. And matter of fact, grow. Um, we've seen worse. You look at 08 through 12. I've never seen anything like that in in even my youthful back in this in, when I was a kid, living through some of the stuff that we we faced in the late 70s and just starting to get an eye for that stuff, you know, being 10, 12, 13 years old and watching that stuff go down. But don't allow yourself to be defeated um, and have that out that that outlook. Um, and so with that, what do you guys think? I mean, I think you're right. I was thinking about this this morning. Chris sent me, um, sent me, sent us a list last night and I was kind of mm -hmm. thinking about it in the shower of all things and working out this morning. Um, but you know, Michelle went shopping yesterday for, and my wife went shopping yesterday to get kind of stuff for Christmas and, and all that. And she texted me, she's like, I'm literally standing here flabbergasted at the prices. Right. Like that's, you know, because prices here are still pretty high. Inflation is adjusting, but the but it, there's a slow there's a slow thing. And like, um, you know, she was she was describing that it was like stunning is was what her word was. Mm. But we and she had gone to get her hair cut, hair done and, you know, colored and all that kind of stuff, which is expensive. I was thinking about this in terms of like luxury type services and services that are not would not be considered uh, necessities like detailing. And she was like, man, this is too expensive. Should I look for other things and all that? And I'm like, well, this is, you've been to that same person for 20 years. This is something that makes a difference in our lives for, you know, in those different ways. And I thought in terms of, there are people in our position that are making that same decision about the business that we're in Amen. with, with detailing. Um, so that was the first thing I thought of. The second thing we have, you know, this is, we're coming up on Christmas this weekend. I, um, we had the nativity, a little kids nativity play this weekend, um, at church. And one of the, one of the things they talk about this time of year is this hope. And I defined hope in such a way that hope is something we look forward to. Right. And if you don't have that hope, then you're hopeless and you don't know what to do. And to your point, keep going, survive work it out, talking about the guy from 27 hours, this, the guy told about a friend that had been in an avalanche for three days and survived and all of these different aspects. And I gave the example, what I try to do is I take snapshots of today of the things that are not going great so that I can refer to those when things are, when I get past these things, like as a, as a mental snapshot memory for myself, because I'll be like, well, this is going great now. Yeah. But, and, and see how far you you've come. So that was kind of my my major thoughts took up. That was a long answer, I guess. Well, it's true, though, because it's disposable cash. You know, it's getting your hair done. Uh, don't have the problem. I really miss it. <laughs> um, but no, you know, it, it's you, you look at that. It's, it's in that mindset, Kevin. I think you just nailed it is that all of us, you know, I, I, I'm looking at different things and I, you know, we we've got different habits that we're adjusting to, you know, but even our own decisions are really, it's like, whoa, should we do this? And, and so you're getting that effect. That's a, that's a cascading effect. Mm -hmm. Where are we at in that cascade? We used to be at the bottom. I think we've worked our way up. But are we at the hairdresser level? No, I think a woman's going to choose, you know, having her hair done. Seriously, she's going she's gonna to have her hair done before she's going to get her car, her car done. You yeah. know, and, and as a husband... If I've got a car that needs to be done, but my wife, it's one or the other, I'm going to tell my wife to go treat herself. And well, there's one more aspect for me and for us, and I'll, I'll shut up after this, but she needs, she's part of our brand. So there's a business aspect to her appearance. 
Amen. And so, and I think that, and I was thinking of it in terms of like realtors need clean cars. Bankers right. need clean cars. There's, there's this subset. And I would, you know, if you look at the demographic and how you, how you divide your, your targeting, that can make a big difference. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll go next. I mean, <clears throat> one, I think the title's great, you know, be optimistic and win. Um, so, I mean, I'm a, like a data guy. If anybody knows me, like I love knowing when search volume is up for ceramic coating or down on PPF. And I love looking at that stuff, um, you know, and, and just from a data standpoint, just so as a broad generality, we did see like dips, you know, in quarter four for a lot of businesses in terms of just like search traffic, mm -hmm. not a crazy amount of dip, but we did definitely see people are appear to be less engaged on certain on sites, right? Like maybe they're just kind of price looking, not even price shopping, like maybe Ooh. visiting the site and not clicking the form, not clicking the phone, um, which is interesting. We haven't seen that behavior. And I think going to your point of like 2018 to 2020, you know, when everybody's thinking the world's about to end, those were banger years for a lot of people. Um, and I think a lot of times it was tough for people to go from, my business grew 20%, 20%, and then COVID, 100%, you know, or 80 or, or monster numbers, uh, and then repeated that in 21, and then kind of had a lot of that in 22. I almost feel like we're kind of in growth numbers that we saw similar prior to 2018. Mm -hmm. um, but going to like the podcast name today, I think is spot on is like, it, I do this every year. I go through, and I think some, some detailers are going through it as well too, is like quarter four, especially Thanksgiving, there is always a slowdown every, you know, it's cyclical every, you know, people just don't really buy a lot of $5,000 PPF jobs and $2,000 coding jobs as much when, you know, the, the family needs presents for the year and you know, you're going to travel. And so it's just human nature at this stage. Um, and I, I love to do one thing right before the week before Christmas, I'm about to do it for the roadmap team is like, sit everyone down and be like, this is what we accomplished this year. Yeah. And it's, I try and every month I try and write down a big accomplishment. Cause it's tough to remember in January, we hired three people in Tuesday. We on, you know, on February, we onboarded 30 sites on, you know, March, I try and write the hay and you know, November, we did our biggest charity auction we've ever done. It's hard to remember all that stuff throughout the year. So I try and every month write down one thing and then pull it all together at the end of December. And like, this was a big year, you know, because everybody feels what's what's been tough for the past week or the past month. But there's been a lot of big pieces to be super positive about. And so um, great outlook. Yeah, that's kind of what I always think about when I think you kind of hit on the head with the title of this podcast for sure. Well, I, th I think what you just nailed on, I wrote, I, you know, and again, like I always tell people this is, you know, I, uh, people like, well, you know, what am I going to get out of going to blank? What am I going to get out of being at mobile tech? What, you know, I've been in business a long time and I'm taking notes for my own business while you guys are talking, you know, as part of it is be optimistic is you got, you better freaking be open-minded and learn, right? And we just heard some several things just come down right then and there. And I love the fact of price looking versus price shopping because we're we're seeing the same thing even with trainings is we're telling, you know, I've got a I've got a term I've used for 30 years. I, we're hunting. We haven't had to hunt in 10 years for for training students. Mm. You know, it's been that good of a period, but we're hunting. And we just forgot that we had to hunt all the time before. I mean, now it's just like the deer's walking into the camp and you just jump on it and cut its, you know, go to town <laughs> on it with a knife. Now we're having to go out and look for the damn thing. You know, the herds got smaller. And so, um, you know, it's an interesting. So, so Oscar, I want to ask you, because you're, you're in a really unique situation. You're out at shops and stores a lot. What are you seeing? What's their mindset? Are they being real? Are they scared? Are they nervous? Are they optimistic? Where are they at? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, 
going out there, you know, representing Buff and Shine and going into these stores across the country, pretty much since March, I've been doing it. I've seen a drastic change. The mentality has changed, you know, and you are, people are scared, um, you know, and, and when it comes to numbers and price shopping, you know, that's, that's what they're always looking at, you know, and I always, I always put myself in their positions. I can put myself in a detailer's position as well as a store owner's position to see what they have. If I walk into a store and they got over a hundred products, that's over a hundred companies that they're trying to represent to get the bare minimum, you know, and we are just, you know, 5% of that at that. So I see it, you know, and, and a lot of people, you know, one thing that you said that I wrote down is, you know, the hunting, a lot of people didn't have to hunt during COVID, you know, me as a detail shop owner, I didn't have to hunt. The money was just coming in. Yep. Like last May was my best month ever in business. Then I did so many coatings that month, but I never had to hunt for it. And now it's like, you've got to be able to go out there for stores for the detail store side of the house that they have to hunt. But if those detailers are not hunting those clients, the detailers are not buying the products. That means that the store owners are not buying from manufacturers and these manufacturers are now starting to get scared because the orders went from 5,000 a month to 500 a month. And that's a scary feeling for these manufacturers um, that are putting these products into the stores. What I'm seeing and what I do is I always go on Facebook marketplace and I see what the detailers are doing. Either they're doing 50% off, 25% off, or completely just selling their whole setups. I was just talking to someone this. I talked to Chris Warren about this on Monday night. Like, dude, go to Marketplace and see how many detailers oh, are selling well. everything they got. And it's because, you know, and, and the key thing to that is it says, like new conditions, one or two years old. Where were we yep. at in one or two years? We were during yep. COVID. He started that business with that COVID money and it was banging and it was, but now that that individual never had to hunt. He never had to do what we had to do prior to all of this starting, which is start up a business from the ground up and go out there and, and hand out 50 cards outside of Target on a, on a Monday morning to try to get a detail for Tuesday. It's the hunt, you know, and the hunt is real. But, you know, tying it back into these stores is I see it. It, it is a scary feeling. I've had store owners tell me if it goes if the economy goes like this for six more months, I will close the store down. Like that is to the point where they're at because detailers are no longer going in buying the products. But and yet, what's happening is what's happening is that if they're not buying, it's because they're not getting business. If they're not getting business, it's because the clients are now are no longer choosing to get details. But one thing that Kevin said is, you know, like realtors mean clean cars. I started when I started my business, that's one thing that I always did. I clinked onto my chamber and I went on and I found those people that wanted my services. And I have one detailer that I maintain her car, but she also puts me on a flyer and every home that she sells, it has a page on 805 detail shop. And all I do is maintain that car clean because I want those clients that are buying houses. Those are the ones that are going to get my services. And again, that's just the hunt that we have to do. What am I doing to get that hunt? You know, what are the store owners doing to get that hunt? It's hard because the detailers are no longer going in there anymore. You know, then you got to deal with the online sales side of the house that I also deal with, too, where it's a constant battle between storefront and online. You know, someone puts it on sale and then at the end of the day, everyone is just what I don't like to see is that everyone's just dropping prices down, you know, to try to beat the next guy. It's a race to the bottom. That's a race. It is. The, that's a race for the end. It, it certainly is. And, uh, you know, that's how I'm seeing it right now in stores. You know, the, the thing that's pushing a lot of stores here, especially in Southern California, is water. If they're pushing water to those stores, they're getting business. But the ones that are not pushing water, you know, the DI water. And there, there's people listening right now are going, what the hell? What are you talking about? You got to remember, most cities in California have got really crappy water now. Our city's got great water, but it's a rarity. So a lot of these detailers are going. And I don't understand it, but I don't understand their their, their, their living situation. They are traveling to a store, getting supplies. Most of the time they're buying supplies by the day because they're really struggling or by the week. But they're also picking up water daily uh, because they don't have a good water source at home. Well, that time to get to that store, I mean, you look at the time to get to the store and then back. To me, that's a job. That was, that was, they just, they just had a liability, not an asset. And, and so, you know, I mean, we got we've got stores are making money off the off the the water, but in reality, a lot of the people that are using that water are really hurting. You know, I wrote this down. Stability is tough. Survival is tough. Growth in a correction period such as what we're experiencing right now 
is tough. Choose your tough. Failing is going to be tough. Quitting is going to be tough. Giving up is going to be tough. So why not muster through this, muscle through it, get in there and figure out a way? Is that I'll tell you, we've had to do this several times. And Kevin, you've been around long enough now. You, there, I'm sure there was lean years, you know, when, when, when you come out and you go, hey, guess what, guys? Detours, I got a tool belt. Want to check it out? And, you know, remember those startup days? They weren't always easy. And you had to stay positive. And feeding your mind, you know, is all important. But I, I want to tell you is all these things are tough. But what's your tribe like? Who are you calling your tribe? Who, who do you surround yourself with? Because I'll tell you what, you know, it's, um, you know, I, I, if, if I go back, I don't know what, what year it was, but 150 years, the Donner Party, you know, I would have been hanging out with the people that were living, you know, not dying. And, and, and that's, if you guys don't know what that is, a lot of young people go research the Donner Party, you know, survivalists. But that mentality is that will to live has got to be there. Yeah, I mean, life is tough, right? Like, I mean, that's what I think we miss, that there there really is, if you're, especially if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, I mean, pretty much everything. Life is not easy. From day-to-day -day stuff, to relationships, to business, to marriage, to whatever, kids, everything is tough. So it's, I like your idea of choosing your tough, because it, it, and a lot of times it's not really a choice, right? Like it's, it's tough. It's really how you, how you respond to the tough. And we've been talking about this with this, you know, and I stopped calling it a slow time. I've been referring to it as a challenging time. Right. Um, and it's like, what are you doing right now? And then how can you not stop doing that when things improve? That's, you know, that's what I think is missing from a lot of small businesses is like, Oh, I'm going to hustle, hustle, hustle right now because I really need to. Well, guess what? When you when you're in June, July, August and you don't think you need to hustle, that's when you need to hustle even more it, and make sure it. all those systems are working. Well, you know, we we just talked, you know, we, we're real big into, you know, we call it. You've got two ways to na navigate through this is GPS. You know, you can get a, a modern day GPS for navigation. And that's going to be your website. It's going to be social media. You know, um, it's going to be your electronic newsletters. But right now, I think you need in GPS is hugely important. Right? We use it in search and rescue. We use it in flying. We use it every, even when I go out on my horse. You know, if I'm going into the wood, I always know where I'm going. But I also use a compass. And that compass is relationships. It's old school and it works. We talked to a young man, Oscar totally built his business off of going to the chamber and getting engaged with building up relationships. One-on-one -on -one relationships are valuable. You still need all the assets. You need a nice website. You got to represent yourself well on social media. Those are all the support things. That's dialing in your GPS. But if you don't, if you don't, if you're, if you're not out building relationships. So we had a young man uh, at the Christmas party, look at Oscar and I, he's like, God, you guys weren't lying. This thing's changed my life. I mean, just getting involved in my community. He was he was slower when it was busy. And now that it's slowing down, he's busier because he's went out and he's building up relationships. You know, Renee, it, uh, to me, it's it's embrace the suck, right? Like, like I said, it's, what are we doing? To embrace the suck. That's what I said. You just got to enjoy it. Um, and it, it's tough times. But when it comes to building the relationships, I what I hear a lot is, well, I got, I, that's not my thing. I can't go out and, and talk to people. I'm not a, I'd like to think I'm not a people person. I like being in big crowds. I don't like being in stuff like that, but I had to put myself out there to build my business. And, you know, and, and I talked to that gentleman again, actually talked to him last night. He called me and um, I told him, I said, man, I just picked up another fleet just for the winter, just another fleet on a Saturday morning. I'll knock it out two, three hours. But you know what? That fleet pays the bills. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not detailing. It's just another fleet. Why? And I made that strictly Often I told him, I said, man, I, I met her at BNI. She dropped BNI. I dropped BNI. We kept the relationship. And because I kept that relationship, I just picked up another fleet that I can do on a weekend. You know, it's one Saturday that I'll work on on, on the weekend. And she just wants today, like she's just moving on from where she was using before and said, hey, you know what? I'll give him a call. I know you're busy, but I really like for you to do it. 
this just came out of the blue. I wasn't out hunting for a fleet. It just landed on my lap, all based on relationships. You know, let's go back to our shop in Idaho. We are so busy. I mean, we are cranking to Kevin's point, to Oscar's point. We were, we were in our, I mean, it, it, we couldn't see straight busy. And they just built a brand new supermarket in town, Albertsons. Really nice store. And the, the manager calls me up and I'd known him. Uh, he worked somewhere else. And he goes, hey, Rennie, can you come out of the new store? I want to talk to you about, I need some work done. I'm like, okay. What he wanted to have done is every single week, once a week, he wanted to have uh, the front of the store pressure washed, the front of the convenience store pressure washed, and all of the gas pump area, all the pumps, um, all everything. The drive, he says, I don't want any stains on this. And here we are at the busiest time, and he goes, give me a price. And I said, I'm going to be honest, what's more important, quality or price? Because I'm so busy. He goes, I know your work. It's worth it. You know, don't don't rip me off, but I know I know this isn't going to be cheap. I'm not looking for cheap. I'm looking for good. And in 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 the Kevin's point, we fit that into our schedule. Why? Because we are putting away for that slow time. That was money that just went straight into savings, and didn't get spent. And it was a relationship that was built. And we we got detailing out of it from the staff. The stockers would come in because we did all this in the middle of the night. You know. It was all done at night. Um, we had another. Oh, yeah, there's that we could, you know, figure out how to go. Don't quit. Rest, you know, is 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 don't quit. Get it. Get a second gig. Um, you can do so much market share capturing right now because look at with with you guys, uh, you know, with the websites. I mean, I'd be looking for companies that, you know, you guys have built for. I mean, all of your companies are going to make it through this because they're solid. Um, but I would be looking for companies that are failing that you can go capture anything they've got for SEO and stuff like that. You guys want to talk on that a little bit? Cause that's okay. That's back to GPS. That's some technical stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I always tell people even regarding to not even SEO, but like Kevin really is a great, you know, you know, protagonist for this is that he kind of always had a great relation is that the, the website's a tool, right? It's going to bring you new leads. So like in a perfect example, if we're slowing down, right? And maybe leads are not coming in as voluminous as they were three months ago. I look at this as like, this is a perfect opportunity. If you're truly slow, were you reaching out to those past customers that you've mm. been dealing with for years, years? I mean, I talked to a guy the other day. He was like, he's like, man, I'm slow. I don't know. I got nothing on the books next week. I don't know what to do. And the first thing I asked him is with the 900 leads your website got this past six months, how many of them did you reach out more than twice? Was it always that first week or did you go back? And don't forget, you know, your best customer is someone who's already bought from you, someone who's already right. talked to you. It is so hard to get a handshake nowadays and it's someone on a phone call. But I'll tell you what, I mean, the cost per acquisition to get them in again is only a couple bucks compared to an average of $65 to get a new lead in. So when all these business owners are worried about new, new, new generation, new leads, I really got to ask themselves, if you've been in business for five years, how often are you... Touching people once a month. One, you know, that's the whole reason why, you know, Rennie's got a podcast coming out every week, got a newsletter. I mean, it always top of mind. If you if you're watching him, you can use that same data points on your business. I know I keep using the same darn electrician every single time because he emails me every three months, you know, like <laughs> he's just top of mind. But I can't remember the last plumber I used. You know, and I had an experience happen yesterday. So I, I ordered Diane a new gift and the, the business kind of dropped the ball. Um, understandable. So I, I before I wanted to see if I could get it somewhere else in town. And there's not a lot of options. There's two furniture. It's a piece of furniture. And so there's only two options. So one of them dropped the ball. So I went to the other one. I walked through that place. And it, this is okay. This is a, this is the store that we spent in the last week. We average a thousand dollars a year. Pretty good customer, right? Of buying this and that for the house or the shop, uh, sending people that direction. 
I walked in there and it's going to be probably a thousand dollar to fifteen hundred dollar purchase. Not one person even made contact with me. Nobody. They're back there playing grab ass. They're they're on the phone. Nobody took the. Nobody even said good afternoon. Not one. I, I was actually blown away that how can you be in a luxury business and, and not if, if if that would have been Chick-fil-A, all those people would have been fired. I mean, because it's it's so your culture to that to to your point, Chris, is when's the last time you just called somebody up and told them, hey, thanks for doing business with us. I had a marketing professor. I talked about this on a pod, one of our podcasts yesterday. It's that my marketing professor says, everybody thinks you have to be this much better. You only have to be this much better. Yeah. And that's, that's what this little bit is what differentiates you from your competition and gets those. And we talk a ton about lifetime customer value to Chris's point. Um, you know, those are the people, like if you're not touching those people every two to three months, you're, you're losing money. Because they have, because it's them, it's their friends, it's their family, it's the people they go to church with, it's chamber members. That's a huge network. And to that point, one of the things that I used to have a boss that would, you know, there's this old saying for old guys, Renee and I'll get this. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean, right? So that, but the idea is stop moaning about how you don't have anything to do and how your business is slow, get to work. Like there's shoot content, contact customers, do all of these things. Chris is getting these calls all the time lately. Oh, my website's not producing and all this stuff. And all you have to do is say, well, how did you spend the last three days? Well, I went on Facebook, I was on this detailing group and I did this and you know, it's like, did you go to any rotary meetings? Did you go to a chamber meeting? Did you go yeah, to B&I? Did you, did you make handwritten cards for your, for your new customers or existing customers? We got a great, speaking of that, listen to the Grant Menard podcast that we did early on. That is absolute gold for this topic, for how to, to get new customers that and dude's how to, magical man how to foster relationships seriously that that was one of the best but that dude, anyway that, that dude's beast mode yeah you know kevin with that uh with going out is planting seeds and then watering those seeds and see where they grow um i i talk to a lot of detailers as i'm traveling in it and i've walked into shops where they're just chilling on the couch on their phone on facebook <laughs> complaining that they ain't got business and i'm like well, what are you doing here man why aren't you out there passing out cards and I always use the example when I had my grand opening at my second shop. Um, we did a ribbon cutting. A lot of people, I'd say about 70 people showed up from the community, detailers, invited, everybody came out. And then the next day, I'm like, I got to the shop, I opened up, and I'm like, well, I ain't got no, I, got, I didn't schedule anything. I was so worried about the grand opening where I closed <laughs> shop, but I walked down to the Target Center and I started handing out business cards. I literally would just see cars. I would walk by, I'd come in, I'd just drop a card on the mirror. I had this thing where, you know, I had headlight restoration, interior, exterior detail, and I would just check it off and put it on there. And that just generated leads. But, you know, to your point is, what are you doing? You know, a lot of it think, and nothing, you know, with the websites. I I don't have a great website because I've never used my website to get leads because I'm more of building relationships, person to person. My referrals come from my clients, my their family members, their friends. That's how I've built this. And a lot of people are afraid to do that because they depend on so much on social media and the web that they're just going to push out an ad. They're going to pay for ads. They're going to pay for ads. I've never paid for an ad on social media because I've never had to, because that's not how I built the business. But, you know, to the detailers that are struggling out there right now, they're saying this is slow times. It's been like this every year around this time. I mean, it's raining here in Southern California. It's going to rain till Friday. This is devastating for detailers in this area because I know no one is working unless they got a shop. But get out there, hit the streets, you know, get out of your comfort zone, talk to people and and network, build those relationships. Up. When you talk about shoe content, I remember I used to just do content on my own cars or I'd go get my aunt's car and I'd be like, hey, let me just do this. It didn't matter whose it was. I was showing paint correction one way or another. I was doing before and afters on interiors one way or another. I didn't have to have a client's car there. I would just go find other clients. I'd go to a body shop and get a panel and just do content on a panel. They didn't know that it was a full car or not. It was just me showing what I can do. 
Um, so yeah, I think times are gonna they're gonna continue to get hard, but we've got to embrace that suck, you know, and it's yeah. what we're doing with our time that's gonna you know, that's gonna push us forward. We we started something different is that is, is that uh everybody that that inquires about training is within a week I send them a video message via text and just thank them for reaching out to us. And you know, it's a small number that get back in touch with that's all we need is a small number. It's Kevin already said that. So I'm right now I'm averaging about 10% respond back really positive, like blown away. Well, I really only, we only, we're only going to probably do business with 5%. So that's double really what I need. So I'm doubling my chances and I'm filling up my pipeline for the next two to three years is, is, and that's what you got to look at it. And, you know, I gave, again, that's, is, is that hunting? Yeah. Did I, where did I learn that from? Did the same thing. When, when when text messaging first came out, is that we used that in the same way. We would talk to somebody about a service, and the next day I would send them a little video message via, via text message and just tell them, thank you for the opportunity. It was great to give you a price on your car. Should you have any questions, you know, give us a call. Make sure to go check out our website. Is that uh, we're here to, you know, we've, we've got open garages, um, stop by the shop and have a fresh cup of coffee with me, you know, as we just were really inviting and had that, you know, Mark Johnson just said something about Chick-fil-A, you know, the next mile, everybody knows about the extra mile, but Chick-fil-A, you know, they, it's better to go to the next mile, right? Mm -hmm. We went and we're going that extra mile. So great illustration. So I walked in, okay, one local business kind of dropped the ball, but I wasn't mad at them because I kind of dropped it too. I didn't follow up. I, I dropped it. So when I walked in, he goes, oh, he knew right then and there. And I went, dang it. Right. So I knew it. But here's the thing. We'd never done business with him. I always wanted to. They've got an attractive store. The way he handled it. And then he even said, hey, before we move on this, why don't you go over to, you know, the other company and just see what they've got. He sent me. And it was in and, and that other companies who I've done business with. And it was a horrible experience. Where's my top of mind now? Mm-hmm. I'll probably never go back to the other company again. I don't, they they broke it. They they didn't show us. Res- they don't want my business. That other guy was so polite and owned it, and then tried to help rectify it. He made a mistake, but yet I'm praising him today. Yeah. Yeah, having that, having that, being able to deal with those those problems and being able to, you know, Chris, I know is really good at kind of dealing with this. You know, hey, he shot a video last night. And he's like giving these points and tips and all that. And he's like, oh, so all of my competitors, this is good information for you also. So you can copy this from us, which I thought was hilarious. But one of the things that Oscar said, this is a rainy week, right? In Southern California. Do you offer windshield coatings and glass coatings? If you do, and you don't have a crap ton of content on what that looks like on glass, guess what? It's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Go to your, your own. Yeah, set your phone up on your dash, hit record, and then stop dry, start driving. Don't be doing both at the same time like we see all the time. But go shoot content for the, you know, that's a great time to get beating shots and hydrophobic and hydrophilic and all of that stuff. You have to change, and all that goes to mindset. And that's what we're talking about. This optimist, be optimistic and win. That's a mindset shift. And if, if you stop, I mean, I'm a big stop your whining kind of a guy and just do what you need to do. Stop whining about how slow you are and figure out what you need to do to keep yourself busy and to make differences in your in, your, in your job. Hey, Todd on here just made a great reference. And he goes, you know, what do you do when, you know, when you get to the price point and it kind of goes cold, you know, is here's the biggest thing. And I'll say it right now is right now I've got a Garmin watch on, right? Um, I love watches. Uh, there's a story behind this one. Every one of my watches has got a story. And but but um, I started out in <laughs> a Timex. But as I've always had a thing for watches. Well, Timexes were like you know seven bucks when I was a kid. And and so then I stuck. I went up to the next level. I kept going up. But when I was when I was 13 years old, I saw my first Breitling. And the guy was a pilot and he wore it and he was like a he was like a Greek god, you know, with this <laughs> Breitling on, right? So Breitling doesn't give discounts. You're not gonna go into Rolex. 
what they did from the time I was 13 and that guy getting out of that airplane and me, me relating that watch, that cool looking watch to an airplane, to a dude that I could kind of imagine me wanting to be one day in life, groomed me. And eventually I got to their price point where I own a bright, I own two Brightlings. I'm not their average blue, I'm not their average customer. Their average customer could, I mean, you know, stamp me out in two seconds. My point to this is, is you're not going to be at the right price point with everybody right now. But start grooming them. Separate people from what are you looking for, quality or price. Also, redesign your menu right now. If if people aren't buying high-end paint corrections, do wash, clays, and protects. For 150 bucks. I can make $100 an hour on it. You know, do wash clay coats. Is If people want something coated, my truck is right behind us. You can kind of see the front end of it. It's still not. It's it's our overland rig. It's still not corrected, but I got coating on it to protect it when I'm out in the field. And so change a lot of times changing your mindset. And then what is what do all the big restaurants? Restaurants spend a huge amount doing doing A B testing on their menus. Is start throwing things out there and start leading in with different things. Your market's gonna shift and change. And even if I had to do it all over again is going out and doing a wash clay protect. I'm going to throw a little plug out bead maker, you know, or a wash clay coat with defender or a wash clay coat with, with legend and not touch paint correction in an economy like this. I can tell you what, I've got a lot more fish coming to that bait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I could tag on to that, if you know, exactly what he said is he asked, you know, what do you do when a lead goes, you know, quiet, so I'll give you kind of a, a real world scenario is like one of the first roles I ever hired for at Roadmap was a sales guy. I was scared. I was scared to give that away because I love talking to people more than anything, uh, despite me being completely cold and silent right here. Um, so, <laughs> but, so I was training this new sales guy. I was teaching him why we're the best, showing him the results, why we're the best. And I noticed he wasn't selling right away. He wasn't converting, but he was super nice guy and he knows how to talk to people. And I listened in on one of his calls and I, I'm going to give you two ends of the spectrum of, of the lead going cold. One is if you gave a price within 90 seconds, you lost. That's my yep. MO. If you're not having a conversation of like talking to someone and really developing a plan for their success, not what you want to sell, you know, but what they want to buy, like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to only keep the car for a couple of years. Well, maybe we don't sell them a five-year coating with PPF that's upside down on the inside of the car, you know, <laughs> like, maybe, <laughs> you know, just, you got to really listen to what people want. And once I told him, like, if you give a price within 10 minutes and I kept stretching it out, I go three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, his close rate went from 24% to 60%. Pat probably closes around 85% right now. Mm -hmm. If you are giving those prices out right off the bat, starting at prices, I'm cool with personally because Amen. If, if it tells you the region you need to be in. But if you gave a price right off the bat, you gave them no reason to understand why you're different, why you're selecting X, Y, and Z. Um, and then if, if the lead goes cold, you know, the real thing is, and I love this, there's programs called Go High Level, Active Campaign, MailChimp can do this. Let's say you get a PPF lead in, he goes cold, can't get him back on the phone, whatever it happens to all of us. I would just drop that name into a campaign in MailChimp of three or four or five or six different videos or emails of like, why you guys are the best, what you should look for on PPF. Don't buy PPF because of this. Why ceramic coating's not as, you know, you could keep going back and forth, but that goes back into that, I touch people again, right? That nurture sequence. So um, that's kind of what I would do if I had someone go cold is I wouldn't take it personal. I would take it as a challenge of like, what, let's say six emails, can I feed them over six months that will tell them they're going to choose wrong if they save 200 bucks down the street. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's, you just nailed it. And, and again, having you, you look at a diverse, 
a diverse, simple menu. We, we, we had five things on our menu. That was it. Five things. Now we had off menu, you know, we had things that, that we had things that we could take, right? There's my alarm going off to say my chiropractor. Um, we had, um, we had off menu, but those are all specialty things. We're going to have a discussion about that anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be specialty needs, dog hair, odors, you know, scratches. We're not going to put a price on that, you know, because how can you, you know, it's, it's now they're not t- paying for your time. They're paying for your expertise. That's when the state gets a little thick, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of like that, but it's, it's, you know, it just redefine, you know, we have a lot of people, you know, asking, we just shot a video on wash clay protect and wash clay coat. I think we, we did a whole video, like a 17 hour day last week, film a video. So we're going to come out with this stuff. So, so uh, stay tuned for that one. Um, but, you know, I, I look at a lot of people too. And the, the other thing that I think people make a mistake from is they don't sell from their menu is they're selling from the hip is they're just pulling out like a wild west and they're looking at the car. No, man, get your phone up, get your tablet up, have it up on and to make a, to project a menu onto a TV now is like nothing. You know, I mean, every TV in the world does, it. you can do it from your iPhone. You can pull your, you, you pull your in, 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 and take and show it right on your TV. Why sell from the menu? Because you're going to stay true to yourself. You're going to make less mistakes that way. And also it gives them a, a, for somebody that's like, like me, that's I'm very visual. They're going to hear you talking and explaining it. They're going to see it. Uh, and I think that's really important. You know, another thing, Rennie, is, you know, pitching the, the, the prices. If uh, I've never talked prices, you know, when I get a text or, or a call or email that they want something, I'll give them a call, I'll follow up. And the first thing they want to know is, you know, well, how much is this going to cost me? You know, and what I do is my goal is to get them in the shop. You know, I can't, I don't, I don't really discuss prices over the phone. I got to see the vehicle. This is why I give them the why I got to see the vehicle first and inspect the vehicle. Then when they're there, I set up, I do the research on the vehicle that I'm asking all the right questions. So when they know I set up my car and like you've taught me is I put a show on for them. It's all a show yeah. at that point. And, yeah. and I show them and I, and I say the power of the gas cap, I always go to the gas cover and I always do my sample on that. Like I do my test spot on that. I said, Hey, we can do this. And to go back to Todd, I know he just, I hope he's still on is how do you sell that? I only sell one step, two steps and three coatings. That's, that's what I do. But can I do a wash clay protect? Because while I'm there, I'm also asking what's their end state? What do they want? You know, like Chris said, is like, are you going to keep the car for three years? Or are you just going to, is this a car you're going to keep forever? Then let's, you know, let's go all out. I always ask what they want. And I'm not afraid to ask, what's your budget? What are you really looking to invest in your vehicle? I don't say spend it's invest because it's an investment in your vehicle. What are you, what, what are we working with here? Cause I don't want to come in and do a two step and a five year coding, make it a show car, you know, and they're going to start running it through the car wash. That's another thing. It's like, Hey, if you're running your car through a car wash, a coding is probably not for you. And this is why you're going to deteriorate it really quick. And now they're like, okay, this guy wants to save me money. So now I want to spend Maybe. money with him. And that's where the education comes in. Um, and then when it's all said and done, if I can't get them on a one step or a two step and coatings, Hey, we can do a wash clay protect 175. You'll have it this afternoon. You know? If, you know, it's going to, it's going to be that quick and that's how I kind of close it in. But I don't even advertise wash clay protects, you know, in a menu in my shop or anything. Cause it's just, that's not what I do. And when I get the phone calls for interiors, I, I refer a lot of that stuff out. Obviously I'm not doing it full time anymore, but it's, uh, it's how, it's how you present yourself with it. Um, when it comes to closing prices, have I had given out prices and people don't call me back? Yeah. I'm just, we're just not meant for each other you know we're, we're just not a lot of people they just don't want to spend they want the high-end details they want the five-year coatings but they want to pay for a wash clay protect it's just not going to work it's okay to say no and to walk away from those deals so here's an interesting thing though you're an uh, entrepreneur right so you went from chris chris woman's the same ways you guys took and had pretty pretty good gigs going but you saw opportunities within companies to still be an entrepreneur and entrepreneur within those companies. Kevin did the same thing. I mean, basically I did the same thing with I mean, there's look for opportunities, guys and gals look for opportunities. It's out there. Let me explain something. Then we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up is I watch a lot of markets. I like, I watch real estate. 
desirable homes, even here in town. There was one because we really want to buy a piece of property and put our students, we put them in a hotel right now, right? So, you know, we'd like to make the investment into a home. Man, I find the ideal one. And I was like, Diane, let's go. A uh, good friend of mine that that uh, she's a realtor here in town. I said, let's talk to her. I, I couldn't get that out of my, my mouth. And it came up under contract. It sold that fast. So thank desirable things. Gulfstream aircraft is still got a backlog of years. Okay. But let's see how that filters down. Okay. So Gulfstream at the top is they've got a waiting list for years. So that money's not going away. So if you're in a market that's got that money, somehow you got to tap into that money, right? Then you come down to the mid-grade private jets. They've slowed down a little bit. You, you can find them. You can now go find secondary jets that are maybe somebody bought just like we did as detours. You know, we had so many people rush into the industry and see, you know, easy money. And a lot of people invested in jets thinking, hey, I need a jet. And now all of a sudden they're realizing, hey, I can't afford a jet. And so you've got some entry-level or mid-level jets on the market ready to rock and roll. You don't have to wait in line. Still got to wait in line for the Gulfstream. Then you come down into the general aviation, the, you know, the propeller planes, is that um, I was talking to a guy. There's a, been an airplane. I posted a picture of the, the, the dash on it yesterday. And the plane was um, about 175000 bucks new, okay? two years ago, uh, it jumped up to, they put a hundred thousand dollar markup on it just because, because they could. Mm -hmm. Now they, they would get one on, it's built over in Europe. They'd get one here, gone, get one here, gone. Or they're even, you, you had to order. I mean, it was three, four, five months before you could even get it here and then have yours. Now, two of them sitting. And so I just, I've been I've been talking to the guy and I'm sitting there and I'm going not going to pay a hundred thousand dollar markup for something, not going to do it. I'm not I'm not paying for your house in Florida, you know. It's not going to happen. And so things are sitting. That's why it's not just the reason why I say this is that it's an opportunity time too. It's a great time to make money in different ways. It's a great time to you know the car market is going to crash. Even some of the Porsche uh, freaks, you know, Porsches a freak of nature. You know, the value of Porsche cars, right? But the standard Porsches are starting to suffer a little bit. Special forces, uh, special Porsches will always stay where they're at. Uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stay where they're at. But the the common the common Porsche um is is starting to be affected. The price just it's correcting. It's correcting. And so I I, I think that you look at your market, the truck market's starting to correct contractors. Contractors spend money. And the high-end contractors, we made a lot of money off of detailing. The contractors here are still, even right now, they're booked out six to 12 months. You can't get anything. There's no way somebody's going to build you a house right now in our town. And look at, we're getting hit hard because we're a resort community, but we're still six to 12 months out with contractors. There's some happy hunting right there. They're still making money. Will they be in a year? Yeah, I think they will. You know, I think they will. The high-end ones, they don't care. They're going to let the, the low-end ones go out of business, and they're going to capture all the high-end stuff when this thing starts coming back. And it will come back. It doesn't last long. Even in 08, by 2010, and that sounds like you know, two years, wow, we all survived it. We, we survived it. We were there. It sucked. Oscar said endure the suck. We endured it. And by 2010, honestly, it just got – by 2011 – I did 17 five-day trainings in a row. I had a friend coming in and sticking me with an IV. I was so worn out. Wow. Seriously. And so was, do you think that was opportunity? Opportunity's there. You just got to go find it. I wish I had bought about 12 houses in 2009. Oh, that was gosh. great. That was a great time to buy houses. In, in, like, in, like, <laughs> in like, like Las Vegas or Florida. Yeah. yeah. So where it just came down, it was like, you know, these houses that were $280,000 were like 37000 bucks. Yep. Fort Myers, 15 grand for a two-bedroom condo. Right. You know, it's like, wow. But, you know, it's in those opportunities and those markets still, you know, they could come up. That's what we're mm -hmm. looking for is opportunity. So, and, but, it, you know, that sounds like big plans if you're, if you're just starting out. No, it's not. It's doable. Don't, don't limit yourself. Be optimistic and know you're going to do this thing. 
and start looking out there and start building it up. You know, I love what Steve, I, I, I've got, I'm a huge fan of Steve Harvey, but he said this, once he started kind of making it, he started flying first class because it changed his opinion of himself mm -hmm. is that he felt better about himself. And he said, even if he couldn't afford it, he still did it because he wanted to feel good. And it kind of raised his expectations for himself. His Wait. net worth is about $300 million, by the way, now. And he was yeah. completely broke when he started. So. $300 million, man. Yeah. yeah. You look at Joe Rogan, man. You know, fear factor. Making yeah. people eat worms. Fear is <laughs> not a factor for me, Joe Rogan. That's, it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Well, hey, gents, any uh, closing thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, I mean, uh, you know, if we're pushing the self-promotion button, give us a call at Detailers Roadmap. Hong Hong, we're going to be nurturing go. you for 12 months. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Hey, well, I, 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 went, I was stuck in a van, not stuck. I was in a van at Monterey. With <laughs> I, I knew this was coming up. <laughs> holy shit. My mouth hurt so bad for two or three days after that event from laughing our asses off. We... We were so inappropriate at times. It was it was just amazing. Uh, it was it was absolutely an honor to sit there and uh, share it with you. So it was a good time. It was one of the best times I had this year for sure. Definitely. Yeah, it was it was so yeah. Plug away, um, Kevin. Oh, I'd just say be hopeful. You know, this is a this is a great time of year to be hopeful. Optimism and hope hopefulness go hand in hand. No, like you have to believe in your mind and in your heart that whatever struggles you're facing right now, take that snapshot and know that six months, 12 months, 18 months from now, you'll look back and say, what a great benchmark. Look at this snapshot of my checking account then and how it looks right now. Now, Oscar? You gotta take it back to my Marine Corps days. Brace the suck. It's only gonna, you know, sometimes <laughs> make you stronger. It's it it does you know it, yeah. it it does tough times make it stronger you're gonna get through this um, you know reach out to the right or to the left to a mentor to to help you with these tough times look me up send me I've already had two people send me messages while we're on here on Instagram you know things that I've said it's you know just reach out to to the people you know look into it but really when I say embrace the suck it's not to be mean or anything it's just enjoy it because it's you know if you can survive this the next time around. It's going to be nothing. That's why some some people are, are are doing good. You know, some people are staying busy right now. And they're saying slow times. This, I'm busier than ever right now. Yep. You know, I'm busier than ever. Why? Because they, they you know, and, uh, you know, and then for the detailers is don't go out and get the latest and greatest. You know, this is the time to, to be thrifty about your things and mm. and be smart about it. Invest in the right things. You know, you don't need the latest and greatest out there. Invest in what's going to make you invest, the, you know, on the website instead of you know, another polisher. If you already have a polisher, continue to use it, you know, invest in the tools that's going to make you successful. Except I think everybody needs a Dynabraid Rennie Doyle series. Under the <laughs> I was I was just going to say the same thing. Uh, you know, there needs everybody. to be one of those under every detailer's Christmas tree. That Mate, just, sell, just sell your other crappy ones. That's yeah. how you, that you, that's your thriftiness. Use <laughs> that money you know, to pay for the Dynabraid, right? And then a gallon of bead maker and some Defender, you know, and some Hey, I'm, I'm like this, right? I got to go get a pegboard to put up all my polishers, and I'm actually trying to win the one. They're raffling it off over there in Mexico. <laughs> I'm messaging them right now. They're actually, I mean, they're everywhere right now. And I already got them. So it's like. <laughs> I'm going to leave it with this, and then Chris will take us out of here. Is well, I, I actually have a little comment too, Renny, if you want to hold your thought. Yeah, do it. I just wanted to come back to what Chris said. You know, Chris said earlier in the podcast about looking back on your year at all the cool things you accomplished. And, you know, I think everybody should do that. And there's so many actual lessons in that one, you look back and you could realize how grateful you are for what you did accomplish, what you had, you could feel better about yourself for what you did accomplish, the things you maybe forgot about. Um, and then it can help you plan for the next year. You know, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to top it? What are you going to do differently? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but it also, you know, reminds me of how important it is. You know, we like to document our our family lives, pictures, you know, whether we keep a journal or whatever. But we need to document our businesses, you know, and keep a history of our businesses. You know, if if they ever come up for sale someday, that's going to be valuable information, a valuable look back. But it's just um, just probably all around good thing to do. I love it. 
I love it. You know, it, it, um, a couple things is we'll take us out of here is, uh, you know, so many great people that we support and, uh, we just, you know, you guys are part of that. Right. And, and being part and seeing the, our, all the tribes come together, you know, at, at the party at SEMA this year, at our party, our industry party. It's not, you know, we proved it this year. It, it's, it's an, it's, a, we're an industry, you know, we are finally an industry and, and seeing you guys come together and support that. And, you know, Kevin, you and Michelle have done that for over a decade with us, you know, one of our earliest, but I want to leave this with a little bit. Somebody said it, and I'm sorry, I didn't capture who, you know, faith is such a big, a big part of our lives, whether it's faith in yourself or faith in yourself in a, in a higher power, you know, whatever you call that. Um, this time you're special and I, I use this and it's corny, but you know, you've got to, I prioritized and I decided that to stop sprinkling my life into my business. And I decided next year I'm taking, um, I, I'm sprinkling my business into my life. And I had it going like that for a long time and you just start building things and it kind of, kind of gets out of hand, right? It just, this, it comes this huge wave in your life and you're riding it and I'm blessed to do it. But, you know, live in the present. And the reason why they call it the present is because it's a gift. Live today. You don't know what's going to hit tomorrow. Be thankful. And uh, God bless you all. Uh, thanks for coming on. And Merry Christmas to you and yours. Um, we're going to be out of here until after the new year. We are done. This is the uh, wrap up. Um, and uh, we just we thank you guys for coming on. You guys thanks are good Rene, Appreciate you, man. Yeah, you guys are good, for having us. Good, good people and good friends. And and uh, thanks for feed, feeding the industry with us, giving them good information. Go celebrate so, a win today, everybody. At least one win at the end of your day. I want you to celebrate it. Yeah. Well, thank you all. You guys, you guys all Christmas. take care. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle Podcast, brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues. 